So we want to set our clients up for the best chance of success in retirement. And oftentimes it, it, we have to have that conversation with people to say, you know what, the best thing to do is continue to work for another couple years, get to maybe 65 or full retirement age at 66, 67, and then let's look at retiring at that point. It's time to retire with confidence. Welcome to Unlocking Your Financial Future with financial advisor, Ben Schrock. Welcome in to Unlocking Your Financial Future. I'm Ben George, joined as always by Ben Schrock, owner and financial advisor at BA Schrock Financial Group, and also joined by Colleen LeMasters, who is one of their investment advisors at BA Schrock Financial Group. Welcome on to you both. How are you doing? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. Glad to have Colleen back again, Ben. How'd you convince her to come back for the third straight episode? <laughs> I, we just, uh, we, we kind of force her to, you know, yeah. and it, she's the last one to get it. So we got to fire some hard questions at her today. I know, that Keith. was a hard one to, hard one to pin down. <laughs> <laughs> Keith's going to feel left out. He, he was one of the originals to come on and hasn't come on in a while. So he might be begging you to, to find a spot on the show again, Ben. We'll have to make room I, for I don't him. know. He, he walked by and I was setting up today. He said, I said, you ready to jump on? He's like, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> He's fine without it. Okay, fair enough. Uh, well, today we're going to talk about hindsight. You know, hopefully nobody has regrets, you know, in life in general. But there are times you look back, especially in financial planning and say, man, if I would have known... Back then, I would have made a completely different decision. And we're going to talk about five of the common, I guess, kind of hindsight, rearview mirror changes people commonly want to make. But, you know, one or two of these tailored to 2020 specifically, but a couple of them, I'll just kind of generally speaking, some things that people would like to do differently if they head, in, head into it again uh, in the same way. So we're going to go through that today on the show. And remind you too, you can find us online at bashrock-fg.com. That is the website. Learn more about Ben and his team, the lock process they use to help you retire with confidence. But you can also get his uh, his guide to maximizing your Social Security benefits, as well as the in-depth Social Security analysis right there on the website as well. And I think this going to be a big help. We're going to talk about Social Security a little bit on the show today. So uh, a good time to go check that out after the show is over. So let's jump into the conversation today and talk about hindsight. You know, it's just like any other decision you're going to make in life. You know, financial choices are a lot easier with the benefit of hindsight. So let's talk about some of these things that you might hear from people who wish they'd done it just a little bit differently. And, you know, we'll start with one that's relevant to us right now in 2020. And that's with the coronavirus. You know, you might hear this in, in hindsight. I got scared after the market crashed during the coronavirus and put my money in cash. Now I'm kicking myself for missing the huge run up in the market. I'm just sitting around waiting for it to crash again so I can get back in. Yeah, and they're they're keeping on keep waiting and keep waiting, you know, and that's that's the hardest part is people get emotional and rightfully so. This is their money. They've worked hard for it. Um, and, and that's why I truly believe that a position like myself and Colleen and our staff here is is necessary because although we, we don't, it's not to say that we don't care about people's money. We definitely do, but we don't have the same emotional connection that our clients have with their money. So being that middleman or, or middlewoman here in between there sometimes serve as that buffer from between our clients and, and the performance of the market. So during that time frame, while the, the COVID crash and Colleen mentioned about the market being down, and I knew the exact amount, about 35%, because <laughs> we were fielding tons and tons of questions and concerns, and rightfully so from our clients, um, because they were worried. So again, we we answered those questions to the best of our ability. And you know, I'm proud to say that we talked every single one of our clients down and, and we were able to keep everyone in the market during that time frame. And I'm glad we did because it came screaming back. And, and that's the hardest thing, Ben, is, um, you know, in hindsight, I'd said, oh, I wouldn't have ever sold. Well, obviously, you know, because the market came straight back up. And I, I'd be lying if I said I, that's what I thought was going to happen, that this thing would bounce back and, you know, two months and be whole again. Um, I think that's crazy, but it did. And here we are looking back and saying, man, I, I, I'm glad I, I kept my money in the market or I'm 
kicking myself for selling it. So try to pull yourself out. You know, my best advice would be pull yourself away from that emotional connection. Have an advisor, a trusted person that you can go to to have those conversations with because um, they're all and use use them as a sounding board because they have the tool set and the skill set to walk you through those situations and talk you down off the, the ledge sometimes. You know, I think it's good to remember too, this is going to happen again too, right, Ben? So, you know, if you, if yeah. you were worried and pulled yourself mm-hmm. out, if you didn't have a, an advisor you're working with and, and could avoid this, just remember this next time, it might feel differently. As you said, Ben, this didn't feel like it's going to bounce back immediately, but here we are six months later and, you know, S&P's at highs and the NASDAQ's been so strong and the, the market in general has just been really good over the last few months. Just know going forward, you know, not to make that same mistake. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's so hard. Again, I can't I can't reiterate this enough how how hard it is to sell and then get back into the market because you that's your mindset, right? Is saying, Oh, I'm just gonna get out and sit on the sidelines for a little bit and as soon as you sell, I, I tell everyone this you sell and you're sitting in cash, you feel good and, and warm and fuzzy inside and safe. And then you're saying, well, should I get back in? Should I get back in? And then you're, you're just tiptoeing around and then before you know it, it's too late. So mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's always good to have someone there to, to hold your hand through that process. And uh, like you mentioned, Ben, it is going to happen again. It's just a matter of when um, and how severe is the next one going to be. Well, Colleen, I'm, I'm assuming this next one is, is perfect for you as, as an investment advisor on the team. And yeah, it's not specific to this year necessarily, but you probably may have heard it more this year in 2020 than the last few years because of everything that's happened. But the comment that, hey, I wish I, we would have known how much risk we actually had in our portfolio before we took that big loss. Yeah, I mean, we hear that a lot, even for, you know, some of our pre-retiree clients and people that we've, you know, met with um, recently, you know, where we are hearing that. And, that's why we like to utilize some of our software that helps kind of set that expectation for them. So going back to like the previous question, you know, how do we get them to avoid selling when we're down 35%? You know, as long as we tell them, hey, your portfolio is only down 10, we're still within that risk tolerance range that we had set for you from the beginning, you know, we should be able to weather the storm very, you know, very well for you. So it's, our job to, you know, as investment advisors and as a person's financial advisor to take that, I guess you would call it, you know, that that risk and the emotion out of it and look at it from a, a objectively for them. Yeah. Does, is this something that, that happens quite often, though, that at least with people that first come in, that when you look at their portfolio and they, they might tell you, hey, I don't, I don't think I have a lot of risk. I'm a pretty moderate investor. And then you look at it and you're like, uh, maybe not, your, your investments aren't telling the same story. Yeah, I would say a lot. Definitely. Yeah. And I mean, it's hard too, because it's, you know, when, when you're in a 401k, for instance, and Ben, you I'm, you have a 401k, right? I'm sure. Yeah. Through work. And, and the funds that you have are like, you may say the target date 2025, or you might have the, you know, American funds, uh, capital funds of America. Yeah. Like, right. So so what in the heck is in there? You know, what are they actually buying, uh, you know, internally on the, that fund? So you have no idea. You're just kind of guessing or picking funds. Um, and, and you don't know really know how much risk is associated with that just because the name kind of sounds cool or it doesn't really sound too aggressive. It you know, ends up being super aggressive. Or like we mentioned with uh, in the previous episodes about the, the interest rates and bond sensitivity, if you have too much bond exposure, you could be setting yourself up in a rising interest rate for some failure there. So yeah, I think it's definitely important to really dial down on that risk number. And like Colleen mentioned, we have that software that really can pinpoint that I do think that that eases the the nervousness and the pain sometimes when we see the fluctuations in the market because you know kind of where your uh, percent chance of of, of a range of of performance will fall within uh, any given year in the stock market. 
Yeah, I, I've one of my first investments I made, I think, when I got the 401k, Ben, is, is that exact thing. Like, okay, I know I want to re, retire on X date <laughs> or this year, and these, these funds have to know exactly how to get me there. So I'm just going to put my money there and it's going to lead me to the promised land. I mean, that's, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's not being naive a little bit, but you know, that's kind of what you assume when you're young and don't really know as much about how things work. You just kind of assume, okay, our company's offering this and it's got me retiring in this, this year. So I've got to be good. But you know, a lot of times you just don't know what's in there. Yeah. And, and really they're not bad funds. And I'm not saying that about any, any fun company or anything like that. I'm just right. saying that you have no clue what's in it or how much risk you're really mm-hmm. taking. And that's why, you know, those yeah. tools that exist that software that we have that, you know, kind of puts a number on that and, and shows you exactly how much risk you're taking. Definitely. All right. Well, the next one here, Ben, and I'm sure this is something that kind of hits close to home for you being uh, so into social security and helping people out so much with social security and their benefits that, you know, in hindsight, somebody might say, I didn't really understand my options with Social Security, and I should have waited to start taking it later. Oh, yeah. Gosh, we hear that all the time. So, yeah, I mean, everyone has, you have so many different options. We don't have to, to go back. I mean, I think, Ben, you can probably reference it on uh, which which episodes we talked about Social Security. It always kind of comes full circle here and talking about it. But it is such a, a, a hard decision, and it's not as easy as I'm going to get to 62 and take it. You don't really understand all the different moving parts, the taxation piece of it, um, the fact that it increases uh, if you wait so long, the fact that there's still some strategies out there if you're a specific age where you can file off of a, uh, a spouse, a spouse's record, an ex-spouse or deceased spouse's record. There's so many different strategies out there, okay? And um, and it's no, no nothing against people at Social Security. You know, it's not their job to tell you actually what your options are or how, how many different ways you can do it. Their job is to give you the information, okay? And your job is to you know figure that out. So you need to consult someone, find some help out there, and see what options are really available to you. So again, if you did file and you made a mistake, the good news is you can redo that if you catch it within the first year. So Ben, if you filed for Social Security at 63 and we were talking and you, you're six months into your, you're collecting Social Security and you say, you know what, gosh, I, hindsight 2020 here, I made a mistake. And we say, you know what, you actually did make a mistake and, and we can fix this. If you catch it within the first 12 months of filing, you pay everything back to Social Security that they paid you, um, you can reverse your application and start it all over again. It is kind of good to know for those of you that, that are out there that might have done this, that you do get one chance or one do-over. So uh, if that is uh, applies to you, maybe it's worth taking a look at. Yeah, that's good advice. So if you, if you fall in that one-year window, I mean, and you're kind of sitting here going, okay, maybe maybe I didn't do the right thing. Or let me just make sure mm-hmm. I did the right thing. This is now the time to do that and act. And, and yeah, to reference what you're talking about on our podcast, you can go back. We've done a lot. I mean, we've touched on Social Security on many different podcasts, but go back towards the beginning. I think we had a series on Social Security and some of the most common questions in terms of, is it going broke? What age should I claim? A lot of these things that you know, you're know you kind of maybe wondering about, and, and a lot of times hindsight would maybe clear up. We've, we went through them quite a bit, so I recommend you kind of go back on the podcast a little bit. Uh, next thing on hindsight is and they look at it and say, look, I should have put more money in my Roth IRA instead of saving so much in my 401k. Uh, yeah, Ben, we hear actually this one a lot. And this is something that I think with the recent, some recent law changes this past year are actually going to be advantageous for a lot of our clients that have saved a little bit too much in that traditional or 401k, that pre-tax account. You know, I think that there's going to be a lot of Roth conversion opportunities for our clients in retirement um, right now, especially since we think taxes are extremely low at this point in time. Now, if that changes, then we might change our strategy going forward. 
but right now you know they don't have to take out what we call like a required minimum distribution until 72 with the new with the new law so that gives us almost another two years for some of our clients an opportunity to convert before they're forced to take money out of that ira so i don't think that there's anything you know for people that are kind of kicking themselves for not having a roth ira and for a lot of those people too they might have been making too much income to even contribute to a roth ira you know today a lot of the younger clients that we see that are high income i recommend that they do the roth 401k if they can't contribute to a roth ira so if they have it on their 401k or 403b plan we're recommending that they do that okay that's great information so you do have options still if you maybe feel like you didn't put enough in there there are some things you can maybe do moving mm -hmm. forward. All right. Our final one in terms of hindsight is I probably retired too early. Now it's hard to make ends meet. So I might go back to work. This is one you definitely don't want to hear. No, and this is a tough one. You know, honestly, for someone that retires early and, and again, I guess that that's anyone else, anyone can put a number on that, but let's just say you retired at 62, took social security early and just called it a day um, and realized, you know what, this isn't as, as much money as I thought I had, or it's not enough income. I'm going to have to go back to work. The unfortunate thing is you might have spent your whole life, 30, 40 years working in one industry and, and getting paid a specific dollar amount. And now you realize I'm 62 years old. I'm just not marketable. You know, I, who's going to hire me at age 62 or 65 or whatever age, um, knowing that I might not work here for another two, three years. So you're not going to get what you're worth, right? You're going to have a hard time finding a job. So you're going to have to find something that is probably outside your comfort zone. And you might really not enjoy doing just because you made the mistake of, of retiring too soon. So you know, talking about all the, the bad parts about that, you know, everyone knows that's not, not a good or ideal situation. That's why I think it's critical to sit down with someone and have a plan. Um, you know, that's probably my least favorite conversation to have with people is telling them, you know what, the best thing for you to do is continue to work for another three years, then your plan will look good. So it, it isn't fun to have that conversation, but I, I feel like it sets the stage for our future relationship with a client. Because it doesn't do that client any good, Ben, if I tell them, yeah, let's go, let's retire today, knowing full well that, that they could be in trouble in a couple of years and it doesn't look good for them, definitely not for them, and absolutely doesn't look good for us or our firm either. So it's a lose-lose there. So we want to set our clients up for the best chance of success in retirement. And oftentimes it, it, we have to have that conversation with people to say, you know what, the best thing to do is continue to work for another couple of years, get to maybe 65 or full retirement age at 66, 67, and then let's look at retiring at that point. So again, if everyone's in agreement and we set that stage, I think we, we you know, start the grounds of a good relationship and, and hopefully a nice, long, successful retirement. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I think that's kind of the goal of this podcast is, hey, you know, these things are, are said a lot in hindsight, but you know, the good news is you can put yourself in a position where you're not having to go back and, and wish you did things differently in a lot of these different cases because this is something that a financial advisor will work with you on to make sure you're set up. They'll make sure your social security strategy is is appropriate, right? They'll make sure you're balanced and you're not taking on as much risk as you as you want to take and all these sorts of things that we went through today. So it's important to reach out. And if you don't have somebody that you're working with and you want to see what Ben and his team can offer you, go, you know, go online, bashrock-fg.com. Take a look there. First off, start there. You can learn a lot about Ben and his team just by visiting the website. But also you can call them too directly at 330-473-1060 and talk to them. Sit down and get that first meeting and go through this process, Ben, because I guess you know these are a lot of the questions you, you talk to and, and Colleen, you as well. A lot of the things that you go through just at, when you're starting with a client, right? A lot of the topics we touched on today. 
Absolutely. And, and I'll, you know, to piggyback on what you said, Ben, it's, it's, it's tough to ask for help. You know, you, you're, you're a client, you're, you know, you've worked your whole life while putting yourself in a position for retirement, but you don't really know how to do it. It's, it, you put yourself in a vulnerable position to come in and ask for help. You know, I, I can't encourage you enough to do that though, because if you do that, you're going to avoid a lot of these hindsights. You're not never going to have to worry about that because that's what we're paid to do from our clients is, is make sure that they don't have to second guess certain things or, or look back and say, I wish I would have done something different. So we're already doing that for them and, 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 you know, proving it to them through our software and, and through our analyzation that we're analyzing that we're doing um, on their portfolios. Good deal. Well, we'll close it out on that note. Uh, very good conversation and some things hopefully that you don't look back on, you know, later in life and say, man, I wish I would have done these things differently. Go ahead and get a plan in place now so that you can be confident, be secure with your financial future and your retirement plan. So Colleen, Ben, thank you both for your time today. And make sure you subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to Unlocking Your Financial Future, a new episode coming again next week. And we look forward to talking to you then. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through B.A. Schrock Wealth Management, Inc. and A.E. Wealth Management, LLC. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management and A.E. Wealth Management are not affiliated companies. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risks, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. BA Schrock Wealth Management is not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any government agency. This podcast is a paid placement. It is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice to designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation.